Welcome to the Mosh Zone episode 151, week 151, volume 151, number fucking 151. Hey going guys, how's your week been? Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest is Mike of No Bragging Rights, and that will be coming up later in the show. Let's kick things off with feedback, questions, what's been going on. A lot of messages this week from everyone, just saying how stoked they are the show reached 150 and is still going strong. A lot of people telling me how long they've been listening, or they've only just recently found out about the Mosh Zone. Thank you to everyone that got in touch this week, whether it was a lovely celebrational message or just a pump-up message for the show. All of these things, when I hear from you guys, you know, it gives me a boost, motivates me more, pushes me more, and makes me know that I'm just not just talking to myself into a microphone. So it's great to hear you guys are enjoying this show. It's great to know that you guys are stoked with how the show's going. So thank you to everyone. A lot of love and a lot of appreciation for every single one of you. Apart from that, the only other thing to mention this week is help us out with a share. You know, this week, a little bit different. If you've been listening to The Mosh Zone for around 150, 151 episodes, I ask you this week to share on your social medias your favourite guest that's been on the show so far. So let us know, is it guest number four? Is it guest number 54? Help us out. Share your favourite episode, your favourite guest. And of course, tag the Mosh Zone in it. Would love to see your favourite that you've heard so far. So enough of the ramblings, enough of the jibber-jabber. Let's get into the main part of the show. This week, I got to sit down with Mike of No Bragging Rights. First thing I got to say, thank you so very, very, very much, dude, for taking time out for me and the Mosh Zone. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. So for those unaware and uneducated, who are no bragging rights? Well, they formed around 1999. There's been a period of inactivity, but they're back in the studio recently to record a new EP. So I guess you could say they're still going strong. Five albums to the name and one previous EP. So I guess now it's going to be two EPs very soon. Style-wise, it's melodic hardcore. It's that punk rock hardcore feel with a bit of melody. It is phenomenal stuff. It's positive, motivational, and thought-provoking lyrical. And for me, I'm a fan. I discovered this band around 2010. Been a fan ever since. And I worked very hard on getting Mike on the show. It was about two years' persistence and a bit of scheduling conflicts, but we got it organised. I'm stoked with how this chat went. It's in-depth, goes down some avenues you weren't expecting, but very, very exciting conversation. I really enjoyed this. I hope you do too. That chat with Mike is coming up now. Everyone gets the same kind of starting question, and it's not a heavy band, but do you remember growing up and discovering a band that you became obsessed with and you're not sure why but it was your pathway into music becoming a thing for you um yeah and 
Okay, so like there, I feel like there's a couple, but the one the one that kind of pops to my head was a, a local band called Falling Sickness, mm-hmm. and I had like I don't a weird somehow family connection to the singer. He was a lot older than I was. Um, I mean, we knew he we knew who each other were, but I didn't know him well. But I knew who he was. I knew he was in the band, and his band I thought they ripped, at like hardcore punk ska kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and uh it was just like um seeing them live was kind of it was just i don't know i just i didn't think music was like a thing i could do because i didn't know anyone that did it i didn't know anyone who who wasn't like in a punk band like like that you know and so that was kind of like the thing that kind of uh i don't know made me want to like have what he had you don't know so. What about it? Do you, do you think it was just the setting, the energy? I mean, do you, can you think of what might have drawn you in? Because for some people, you know, they're not usually the people that listen to the show, but they don't connect mm-hmm. with punk or heavy music. So what do you think mm-hmm. connected you to that? Um, you know, I think, again, like I felt like, because I, I, I knew who his band was, so I, I liked them a lot, but... I, not many of my friends, my best friend and I, we love them. And then even within our own group of friends, they weren't that into them. But I remember going to see them, see them live for the first time and, and actually being in a room full of people that like were singing along with them. And, you know, like my first time really being like getting like into a circle pit and stuff. So it was like really my first like real show experience because I'd really just been to like house parties and stuff like that up until that point. And so... It was just everything. It was they were playing at a venue uh, that was like our hometown venue, which doesn't exist anymore. It was a place called the Showcase Theater. Um, a lot of like every like a lot of cool like punk hardcore bands played there back in the day. But um, I think it was just yeah, it was just everything. Like seeing them at this venue that was like so, and my you know it's not. I mean it's not iconic. I feel it's iconic. It's iconic in my own life and world, but. Uh, you know, seeing them play there, seeing people, uh, like having them have fans and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was just, it was just a lot of stuff. And it was, and it was like really, it was technically, I would say my first like real show. So um, now, I mean, yeah. what were you like with music growing up? Were you, t- before you got into that band, cause obviously, as you said, it was kind of a family link. Were you mm-hmm. just listening to what was on radio? Was that what you're into, or were you kind of going out of your way to discover music? What were you like in your younger years before you formed and started getting into music properly? So I think music for me was very. Music has always been very. Um, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. It was, it was very intentional for me. You know, I was never somebody that just like passively put something on. I had to understand, I had to know as much as I could about what I liked. And so, you know, growing up, I was really into like what my parents were into, which was like 50s and 60s, like doo-wop, oldies stuff. And then my first, like the first band that I was like, this is mine and I like it was Green Day, hmm. you know. 1994, I was 10 years old for my birthday. My own money bought my bought the Dookie CD. Which my parents were like, oh, heck no. But I was like, this is my, it's my money. You know, so they were like, all right, I guess, you know, <laughs> like it's your money, I guess, you know. And so uh, Green Day, I guess, was like kind of like my springboard because, um, you know, I, I was young and MTV was still a thing. So I was like every now and then I would like, I was so weird as a little kid because like I'd watch MTV because it was music. But 
it was like I was hating it, hating it, hating it, and then there'd be something I loved. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, it's like it's like almost like a weird, it's like punishment in a weird way. Like I would just like sit through like stuff I didn't like, and then something would come on that that I loved. You know, like Rancid would show up every now and then. The Offspring would come on, um, and so um, yeah, like I remember, and I had a little bit of help from like my my one of my best friends' older brother. He's the one who told me like. Um, He's like he it was he did like a whole thing. He's like, cause I was just like yeah I like rock, and he's like yeah I don't know man you're a little too you're very particular like what do you like about these bands that you like and he basically was the one who told me like dude you you like punk rock man like cause I told him I was like Metallica's cool I like that they're fast but I don't know I'm not it's not my thing. And he's like all right so so then he like he showed me like you know punk bands that weren't on the radio at that time like he. He's the one who showed me like No Effects, Propagandi, mm. um, basically all the Fat Records bands. Like that was it. When I found Fat Records, it was that was like that was it for me. Like I was just like, oh, okay, this is this is what I I love this. Like this is everything I want, you know. So um, yeah, I, I would just uh, especially back then, you know, like we didn't have you know access to <laughs> to a lot of stuff. So dude, I was the kid, so I would. Um, I would get like, uh, like, you know, so from Green Day, you know, from Green Day, I'd go to like the music shop and I'd be like, hey, what, like, what are some bands that are kind of like this? And so, you know, I'd get recommended all these different bands and I I would like go through the booklet and I'd go to the end Mm -hmm. and I'd look through the thank yous Mm -hmm. and I'd see who they'd think, you know, what other bands they think. And I'd literally write it down and I even some, even names, like just because I didn't know. And I'd be like, who's that? Maybe that's like an artist or I don't know. Like I was weird like that. Like I wrote down. Like, yeah, like, and it was like from there, it was like a, it was just a search. I'd go and try to look up these, find these bands, you know, at the the store. Um, You know, the internet wasn't much help for me at that time, especially like early on. Like it wasn't until later on that, you know, obviously internet was the internet. But um, yeah, I would just use booklets and tapes (laughs) and just read the thank yous. Dude, I was the same. And the other thing that was quite pivotal back then also was um, T-shirts. You know, you'd look at the promo yeah. of the band and you'd be like, oh, what's that band? I've never heard of that band. Okay, I'll look them up. Um, really quite important back then, those simple things. So punk, you know, was obviously your real thing, your real passion. Did you ever really go heavier in per se, like, did you ever reach a point where you were listening to some obnoxiously heavy, fast music, or was punk and hardcore really your your spot, your sweet spot? Like, punk and hardcore was like my sweet spot. Like, you know, um, I was never, I was never. It's funny, man. Like for hardcore, I was basically like tricked, or not tricked, but like I had to have hardcore really broken down for me because as I, as there was heavier bands that I was into, like the natural progression for me was punk rock. It, it should have been punk straight into hardcore. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what the natural prog- progression should have been. But I was, I just thought everything was screaming was like more metal mm-hmm. and like more like metal core, which at the time I wasn't into, um, you know, I had to like, um, it's kind of embarrassing, but like my girlfriend at the time, like she was the one who would be like, you know, like you like hardcore bands, right? I'm like, well, I was like, no, not really. She's like, yeah, Ignite is technically a hardcore band. Bane is a hardcore band, you know. Uh, and then, like, different bands that had, like, ties to hardcore, like, Voice That's Fire. Like, something, something like that, like, 
she would just kind of be like, you know, there's, it's not what you think it is. Like you're thinking of metal basically, you know, or metalcore. <laughs> and, uh, and so I didn't really get to, I think like the, the heaviest thing I, I got into, like, but like much later on would be like, like Azalea dying, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, mm-hmm. or Suicide Silence. Cause they were from, they're from out here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, there's a couple, a couple bands like that, a band called Falling Cycle, which was, um, they're pretty heavy throwdown. Um, yeah, you know, and, and a lot of those, a lot of, a lot of bands I, I kind of saw just because of the venue that I loved. Um, at that time, you know, it was just like I was going to shows, just to go to shows, you know. And so, I'd seen, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, like, hardcore, metalcore, straight metal bands, just, just because I like to go to shows. But uh, I, it was always punk rock, and then the occasional hardcore band for me. So, I mean, you're mentioning local shows. So for you, when you were growing up, it was obviously a pivotal aspect of your musical development and career and passion. So was the local scene really vibrant for you? Like, were you seeing a lot of shows happening? And then the second part of that question is that were you seeing bands that were local, like from your city or your state, making it. And what I mean by making it is getting out of the state and touring weekenders and tours. Um, okay, so our local scene was was great. Like, I mean, I'm from Southern California. Mm. Um, you know, at one point, at one point, there was literally three punk and, like, metal bands on my street, <laughs> you know? Um, and so, uh, like, on my street. And so... Uh, there was shows all the time. There was like, uh, like our, our local, our local, especially punk rock scene at the time was, was really strong. Um, like where I'm from, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, the Voodoo Glow Skulls, mm-hmm. like Scott mm-hmm. Punk band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, they were like a big deal for me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was like a lot of punk, punk rock shows that I went to uh, a lot of like, uh, local based bands that were doing pretty well. Um, and then a couple of the bands that were, um, you know, traveling out of state, I didn't really pay. It's weird, man. I didn't really pay attention until like to, to the idea of touring and leaving. Like in my mind, dude, if it was up to me, by the way, no bragging rights would have probably never left California <laughs> just because <laughs> at, at the time I was just like, yeah, I just want to play like shows. I want to play like bars and parties and, you know, like maybe like we can go to like, we can venture off like, in, like to Los Angeles more or we can go to like, I was so like, I just wanted to play, but my like I'm so weird, dude. Like, I should have never like it. Weird to my family still that I traveled as much as I did because like I used to hate traveling. Did really? Like I I love being home. Yeah, I love being home. I I don't do well with like crowds of people. Like I'm mm-hmm. pretty introverted. Like I'm good with friends. I'm good one on one. Um, but like it wasn't until like the guys that joined the band later on that were more like serious about like. Like if we want to do this, we gotta like get out of, you know, um, and so yeah, so like, yeah, I'm 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 like I'm like the worst when it comes to business or anything like that or thinking that big. I'm just very like I just want to play. Like I don't care I don't care where I just want to play. But um, I did have like there was like a few bands that like when they when they uh they would like like go for t- like leave for tour. There was a band called um they're called Sick of Change. And, uh, they were like one of the first bands that I was like friends with that I remember like they went like on a two week tour and I don't even think they went that far. I think they just did like, you know, uh, parts of California, like Arizona, Nevada, like the kind of just West, West stuff. 
but I just thought, I thought that was the coolest thing ever, you know? And so, but yeah, it was weird. I, I, I was so like, I don't know, man, <laughs> I'm, I've been very spoiled and lucky. And if it wasn't for like some of the guys that joined later on, like we would have never left <laughs> and it would have been my fault. I <laughs> like love 100%. that. I love that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, where, where was your decision to start? Like, I mean, you've mentioned earlier about how, you know, seeing the live setting made you want to do music as a thing, but was it always going to be a vocalist? Um, like, did you partake in an instrument first and, you know, why vocals? Because if you're a bit of an introvert, it naturally, it's got to be quite a thing to then decide on doing the position in the band that's at the front. Everyone sees you at the front, so... How did you become yeah. the vocalist or the, the path of being a vocalist? Okay, so okay, so I started off on guitar. Mm -hmm. And I right right away like there's very few there's very few moments in my life where I'm like, "Hey, like let's do this." Like I'm the, the one like leading it. Like let's do this. When I was just like, "Okay, uh, we're going to do the we're going to do the band thing." Uh, I'm I we didn't have any instruments, but I was like to my best friend, I'm like, "I'm going to get a guitar." You're gonna get and our other best friend Jose, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a drum set, and we're gonna start a band, and that's literally what it was. And then it was like, and then we're gonna get our other buddy Joey to sing, and so for me, like I so I don't know, I don't know. Um, obviously, obviously the easy, the the one everyone knows would be like Blink One Eight Two, right? Two singers, but uh, there was another band called Homegrown, mm -hmm. which, and they they're kind of the same same thing too. They had two singers. Um, I, I always liked harmonies. Like I, whatever we were going to do, I always wanted to have melody. Like I loved bands that did it. Like even no effects, which was like one of my favorite bands. Like even they have pretty sick harmonies for being, you know, punk and whatnot. And so I was just like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to like, I want to write the songs, but I want to play guitar and do, and do like cool backups. Like that was, that's where I was at. That's what I was like. That'd be sick. You know? And so you know, the, my, our, the plan started to actually like take, take shape. We started to get our, our instruments. And then when it came, to, when we finally had like our, our instruments and we were ready to go, um, our buddy that was going to sing for us, he like, just didn't want to, he just didn't show up. He didn't want to come. And so it was kind of like fine. Like, especially, especially like when we first started, cause like we didn't even, we didn't have a PA. So it didn't matter. We we're just like, all right, let's just jam. Like we literally just would like pick a song, cover it, no singing, just silence, <laughs> just, but learning these songs. Like that was like, we did that for a long time. And then finally I was just like, cause I, I had like written songs that my buddy was going to sing and I wrote them. So as I'm like, as we're like kind of like jamming through ideas, I was like, I could probably sing this. Like, and so in my mind I was thinking like, maybe if somebody sees us or like, maybe if we were, I don't know. I was thinking like, maybe if I, if I can record this, it can bring someone, somebody, somebody will want to join us. They can sing for us. And then there we go. And then it just kind of became a thing where like, we ended up, you know, getting like a little mini, I don't even, I don't even think it was a real PA. I think we, I just like graduated to like a new amp and then I just turned my old amp into my vocal, you know, our vocal <laughs> <laughs> speaker. So, uh, and then it was just kind of like, well, I'll, I'll do this until we find someone. And it was, gen I was genuine about that. Like I was like fine with that. Like for a while, I was like, Dude, when we find someone cool, like, and, I was, and at the time too, because I was like, not that I could sing, but I at least could like somewhere I was close, right? And so I was like, it has to be someone who's like, you know, 
someone who's pretty good. That way I can then, you know, our harmonies will be dope and I don't know. I love that. And then yeah. all, all these years later, you, uh, you you haven't got the guitar anymore, but you uh, haven't, yeah. fa- haven't found anyone to uh, step up. To step, yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, so and then, you know, once, I don't even know when it was, but at some point, especially once I started to really like get comfortable and then I was just like, okay, I kind of like this. I like playing and singing. And then, um, and then it just, they, it totally became a point where I was just like, I just like singing. And then, so when, uh, when the opportunity came to like, kind of pick up another guitar player, um, I was like happy to like, I was happy to like, let, to give it up basically. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'd like to think that I'm very, I'm, I feel like I'm like a team player, you know, like, I feel like, like the minute we found someone that was be- I felt was better than me at guitar, I was like, all right, cool. Like hmm. my job's done. And then when I felt like there was someone better at me than writing the actual music, I was okay to like let that go too. As long as I write lyrics and melodies, like I don't care who structures the songs and you know. Which is important. I think sometimes people forget that it is important that you know egos need to be set aside because it can be hard in a creative process. Egos are naturally yeah. going to come involved, so that's important that you're a team player because it keeps a band going. Yeah, 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 and. You know, obviously there's, I mean, there's times where I feel like I'd put my foot down for certain things, but I think for the most part, I feel like, uh, I feel like our, especially, especially as of like lately, or at least like the later half of our time, I feel like we really figured out who, who, who fit what role. And it just made, it made things just easier as far as when it came to writing and stuff. So now what about, you know, no bragging rights, started if memory corrects me you were you were young like you were 15 ish 15 16 so you're still in high school so i mean is your focus during high school nothing but music or have you got um people on your back saying you know mike you need to have a career you need to focus um where were you with high school coming out of high school man so okay so high school was rough for me man or like doing the band thing was hard because like so both my parents, you know, they both have college degrees. Um, and like, you know, it, like for my mom, my mom, like my mom came to the United States when she was four, mm-hmm. you know, and so and she was able to get a degree. So education was always really, really pushed. And like, I, I feel like things would have been like, su- I feel like I would have like zero conflicts with my parents if it had not if school had nothing to do with my life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but because like I was just, dude, as soon as like, like, uh, so, so 99. So I guess my freshman year of high school, it was when like, we were already kind of like, we at least had the name mm-hmm. and we were playing shows. I was a freshman in high school. And so like, it was impossible to like care about anything other than music for me. And I don't know how I graduated. Like, I don't know how I passed. Like, I think I was, I was like, I, I care, you know, I cared enough to like, finish enough schoolwork so that I can go to the next grade with my friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I cared enough, I guess for that. Um, another hard thing was like, I was, I mean, I went to a small school, but I was like one of the few athletes at my school. Like I played baseball and stuff. I played basketball and, um, and baseball, I ended up playing baseball my last two years of high school, but, um, but, but it was just hard. Cause like any, anything that takes me, especially after school, that's like band time. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and at the time, uh, you know, we we had like a system down. Um, I mean, we had like, I don't know, man, years of just like neighbors calling the cops on us. 
and eventually we got into this like nice like zone where we just really let everybody know like hey we'll finish by like five when you guys get off work and get home like we'll be done because i used to get at school at, like 215 or 230 mm -hmm. and so we'd we'd like sprint literally sprint home or or as we got older we could drive home and then we would jam from you know every day every day we jam from at least uh you know uh three o'clock to five o'clock or five thirty, you know and that was mm. every day every day we practiced and um and so yeah so we did that was my my high school life um again i don't know i don't know how i passed high school and then um even when I graduated high school, I was like basically like put into college somehow. I don't even, I was there. Yeah. I had a, such a, I had, I had really, um, like it was all just to please my parents. Mm, like, mm. and it was, it was so ridiculous. Cause like I would, I was ruining my, like my grade, my GPA. And as, and like, I guess we can get into it later, but like I had, I paid for it later as an adult trying to like go back to school and like care, <laughs> you know, when I didn't care ever. So it's crazy how hindsight you'd look back and now and you think, Oh, if only, if only, but you know, it, it was the path you chose. Um, and there's a lot of things you wouldn't have been able to achieve or do if you had kept on that path. It's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. And it's also, you know, it, it's interesting that, it's, um, you know, education is very important for parents. It always is. It's a big, mm -hmm. it's a big thing. Um, but for kids or teenagers, it's not always the most important thing. And that's life. Um, yeah. And certainly you've lived a lot, uh, which is something that not everyone gets the chance to, um, unfortunately. Yeah. So let's look into like the early years coming into the first official uh, No Bragging Rights release. You know, <laughs> that there's from the time you said about 99 when the band got its name to the first official release, I think that was 2006, that's quite mm -hmm. a gap of time. So, yeah. um, obviously, as you said, you just wanted to play shows. That's all you wanted to do. And was that pretty much just the formative six, seven years, just grinding out, playing shows, improving your performances, improving your music? I mean, what were the early years like? Yeah, so... So like uh, up until so 2006 is like 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 the band should I, I say this now the band should have changed its name because it was new members and it's just a whole different mindset right mm. and so the early years from like high school till till uh, what is it 99 to 2000 2006 2005 you know I was in it with my best friends from high school who I'm still good friends with now and for for both of them. <laughs> So we started out as a three-piece, right? It was me on guitar, my buddy Ryan, and my buddy Jose. So my buddy Jose is like basically – like he's he's kind of like a doctor or he was going to med school. So um, so the, he left the band like right after – like technically he was a grade ahead of me. So I guess his freshman year of college is when he, he was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to medical school and this and that. And then our bassist was he's just like he's still like the smartest dude I know. And he like he's now uh like a partner. He's like the youngest partner ever at this like law firm as an accountant. And I mean, so for him, same thing. He was just like, Hey, I, this is fun for me, like, cause I can do it in between studies, but like anything more serious, I'm gonna have to, you know, take off. Which and so he did. So when he left it made sense, you know. Both of those guys are—they're doing really well. <laughs> they're doing really, really well right now. And so, um, anyway, so when they, so when they left, then we started to get like, 
what kind of became like the newer core of our band. Uh, and that was when, um, so Martin, uh, Martin Alcedo joined and then Christian Lee joined. And so, and so those, those two guys would stay with us until you know, Martin's still with us. Christian just recently, uh, stopped being with, stopped playing with us. So, but he was a big part of that whole change. So, um, uh, yeah, so those guys joined my, my, we had another, uh, good friend of ours joined and Chris and, um, and then, so when they, so it all, there's just a couple, a couple jumps, right? So like my, my drummer was like a sick ass punk rock drummer. Like he was fast, super, super clean, um, single pedal, you know? Uh, and then when Martin joined, Martin was, you know, also fast, but Martin just, his hands were insane. This dude is like he's he's still the most impressive part of our band like he's insane and so it was easier now to play heavier stuff we could do heavier things he could he knew what to do more a lot you know kind of thing and um our guitar players were were a little more into like um like we were we were still trying to hold on to like punk rock but we were definitely leaning like again like for me i would have loved to have gone from punk rock to hardcore but our guitar players were a little more influenced by some of the more metal bands that were coming out, like Killswitch and, uh, you know, Asley Dying and like Thrice back then, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so, and so it just became, you know, our music was getting a little heavier. We, we were still like, I was doing everything in my, it, even up until like, I don't know, like 2009, I was trying, trying so hard to still like keep like punk rock and, and hardcore. But, uh, yeah, we just, we just uh, when those guys joined in 2006, it just became different. Like uh, Christian, our our guitar player, he uh, he's he's just like a business guy. He's like he's what we needed because like he was complete opposite of me. I'm just like even up until we started you know touring full time and stuff like that. I was like I don't I don't want to know any business stuff. Like I don't care. Like I don't care. Like I just just I want to show up and play. Like I don't I don't need to know the details and stuff. You know which. It's probably a bad thing, you know. I, there's probably things that I should have probably been involved in more, um, but I just I I never like that. I don't like politics. I don't like, I, you know, yeah. So so Christian was very like I I don't think we I don't think we still don't give him enough credit for really being the driving force to be like like we need to like get on the road. Like we need to like uh, like we don't know how, but we're like we got to figure out a way to like play out of state, like stay on the road. Like we got to figure this stuff out, you know. And so he was, he was really, he was really the one like pushing that and we were all down. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't the one who would come up with any ideas for that, but I was like, always like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, you know, like I have to quit at the drop out of school. Fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> at least at this point we were already out of high school. So, you know, it was more like my fail, you know, I wasn't really in college anyway, really. And so, yeah. So, uh, 2006, um, and that was the first time also that we really were like, like we were, we were meeting up every day and we were like, we're going to write an album. And we'd never done that before. It was more of just like, we'd play shows and then somebody would like, and have an idea for a song and then we'd write it. And then after like a couple months, it's like, Hey, we have like these four songs. Let's do a demo again. <laughs> and then we record this like demo and then, you know, pass it up, basically give it out at shows. And, and so, um, it was so yeah so when Christian, Chris, Martin, myself, um, and uh, who else? And then we had another guy who's in our band named Jason, 
And, um, and so, it, but yeah, it, so it was like, it was like, you know, we were like, we have to meet every day at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. We're going to go from 11 till whenever, and we're going to write and we're going to like, make sure these songs are good. And then we're going to, we're going to shut, we're going to shop it and hopefully get signed. And then we'll record like, so we did all that, but we didn't get signed. No one cared. <laughs> we got, we got literally no's from everybody that we sent it to. And so we were just like, all right, we'll just release it ourselves. So we had our own full length release. We released it ourselves. And, uh, and that was like, that was just like the, that was like when we were kind of like, we're trying to take this serious, even though we have no idea what we're doing, but we're like, it's like for, it's like serious now. Whereas before it was just kind of fun. Like I was just like, yeah, I just want to play. Like I'm in a band. It's fun. Um, you know, I, I hope I can have fun like this forever, but I just had no plan in my mind, dude. I'm just like the worst for stuff like that. But when they joined, it was like, all right, we're going to figure this out and we're going to do it for reals. So did the, um, that that album you're talking about is it's a tongue twister, so I had to write it down. It's the only one I had to write down because you believe in something beyond them. Yeah. Um, tongue twister <laughs> and a half. Um, yeah. So obviously, yeah. Unfortunately for you guys, no one wanted to label-wise support it. But what was that like for you guys in building out a fan a foundation with your fan base? Because was that garning you? regulars at shows were you seeing the same people that weren't friends they were kind of randoms that became noticeable faces like what was that doing for you guys um on your circuit of shows and gigs etc so i think uh, you know i i don't know why but like we're pretty early on we were pretty good with like people not liking us or like hearing no like we were just like <laughs> that's fine we like it you know what i mean like we've <laughs> We've always had that kind of like mentality. Like, we think this is good, right? Like, are we having a good? I'm having a good time. I enjoy it. I like it. And so we were just kind of like, well, let's let's just keep going. If people like it, then you know. And so yeah, so we started to see, you know, um, it was not just like our our like you know 20 friends showing up. It started to be like you know this group of friends that started it, that like we became their band. And so we'd have like our, you know, our local shows. It was like you know, 50 people that were there for us. You know, amongst the other, you know, bands that we were playing with and then, you know, 75, 100, whatever it was, it started, it started to really, it started to, it started to grow. And, um, and that album is like, it's such a mess, but like in the best ways for me, I think, cause it's, it's, you can literally listen to like, oh, this is a punk band that like, is trying really hard to be a punk, a punk band, even though like, you know, all the big bands right now are like, you know, thrice was like on top of the world that time, you know? Uh, I don't know, like Alexis on Fire, um, you know, all those, uh, you know, Evergreen Terrace, all those bands were like, you know, kind of the big ones, at, at least in, in our area. And uh, so it was it was all over the place. And I felt like it was the first time that people were like remembering lyrics or asking me about lyrics. Um, and so, yeah, so it was it was it was cool for that. It was um, it, it, if anything, it just it just built our confidence, even though. You know, it wasn't like this like great success for us. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like we went from being this like nobody band to you know it was just like we just became a, still a nobody band, but we had like a couple more friends, um, and 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 other bands were like down to play with us. You know, um, I, actually because yeah, I remember it was also interesting because that one and then the consequence of dreams, which is the 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 next album. I mean, there was an EP in there before that but 
this is something I had to ask you. I remember seeing your your band's name touted because at that time there were a lot of them called Christian metal bands or Christian hardcore bands. Everyone was calling mm. No Bragging Rights a Christian punk hardcore band. Now, mm. were you a Christian hardcore punk band and, and was that maybe a label that wasn't accurate? Because I just remember people going, oh, The Consequence of Dreams, it's a Christian punk band. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I I never I haven't really, I mean I've heard. Okay, so so early on, and I mean like early on, like when we were still like punk and I was still playing guitar, mm. we wanted to be like a Christian band because mm. at the time I was really into like MXPX, mm-hmm. and they were you know even though now they like don't I don't even think they're Christians anymore at all, but uh, at the time they were at least playing a lot of Christian festivals. They mm. were uh, I bought one of their CDs at a Christian shop that I that I go to every now and then. Um, and, uh, and so early on we were, but like, as soon as, like, even at, even, I think as soon as I got out of high school, it just changed for me. I was just like, I don't want to be, I would, at least for myself. Cause I, I started to like, I have, I mean a whole, a whole, we could do a whole podcast on my opinions on Christian bands. I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. but, but I just have a really weird, like, it's a, I don't know. It's I don't a have strange... the best, I don't have the best opinion of Christian mm. bands. It's a strange because genre. For, Hmm. Yeah, because for me it's like, it. Uh, so it, my my faith is mine, and it means a lot to me, right? And so, uh, so then I was just like, well, there's things that I'm doing in my life that I don't think go in, that coincide with, with this band, and so I don't want to give off. Like I don't think my band is like like we we shouldn't carry that weight because our music isn't that reflective. Like I have I'm a, like like I said, growing up I was Christian, so I have. I pull from metaphors from from my childhood, obviously from the Bible, things like that. There's things I pull from it, but I don't I don't write like that. Like I'm not I'm not trying to write Christian songs, you know. And so, so anyway, so like yeah, so we we haven't carried that name for a long time, but um, you know, it, I think that I think it's like it's fine. Like for me, I'm like it's fine that people think that we've never labeled like we've never carried that because like for myself, I just thought like well, we don't represent that very well. So I wouldn't want to carry that. I feel like if you're if you're gonna carry that name to your music, it, it should hold weight and it should be like what you guys do, like, you know, um, and so yeah. So we we never really. That's it's funny you say that because it, we always hear that people think we're a straight edge band. Mm. We always we always get that. <laughs> really. And so people yeah. And so people always thought we were straight edge, which we're not either. You know, I think it's I think you know it's to each his own. Like. Mm. Um, but, uh, so it's funny. I, I haven't heard the Christian. I know like people will ask me like, are you a Christian and stuff? But yeah. But my music, I just, it's, I keep it, I keep it separate. Cause I think like that title, it, it, if that's what you're going to be, you got to be that, you know? And, and I just didn't think our music, you know, was that necessarily, even though like, I'm not ashamed of my beliefs and, and what I pull from and inspiration or, you know, uh, the only thing I could think was, um, you know, because I went back and thought of, uh, looked at the time. So your music, and I mean this as a compliment, your lyrical content, I think, is just overall it's a positive, motivating thing. So some people take it that because your lyrics are positive and motivational and you know, self-determinating, you know, kind of a pick-me-up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think some people at the time 
saw that and just said, oh, that must mean they're Christian. Not, not, not because you were in the song specifically singing about God or singing right. about this. I think they took that element of, okay, this is positive. That must mean Christian. <laughs> It's the yeah, only thing I can fine, yeah, and that's cool. You know, I'm, you know, um, I like when people interpret things. You know, and if somebody sees it that way, awesome. I hope it doesn't like lead them down a bad path. You know what I mean? Mm, or, mm. or if they like, if they know that, like, you know, <laughs> how we are in person. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> it's a, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just, uh, I, again, like it means the whole, the whole title. It means a lot to me. So it's like. I just didn't want it to be involved with our music because I thought because I, I want our music to be positive, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if people, I think it's cool that people, because uh, I feel like now people take Christianity and and positivity and they probably think of it like different now, right? They're like, oh, Christianity, it's like hateful and all this stuff, and like it's a bunch of you know, judge, it's judgment and stuff. So I don't know. I just I never wanted to get involved in that, and um, but I, I don't know. I think it's cool. Our, our album before that, the, our self-titled, because you believe it's something beyond them, you know, people were like, oh, is that like you like in a, a world past here, like heaven and stuff? I'm like, I mean, yeah, I guess that. But my my whole reason for this is because of The Matrix, the movie. <laughs> hey. And so that whole, that whole album was based on like The Matrix and just believing in like something is more out there. You know what I mean? Like breaking out of. I, I like the idea of just like being able to break out of what you think your limitations are. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah. yeah. And so people, if you, people thought that was Christian, I'm like, I, I, I'm like, sure. I get, yeah. You know, I, in a way, I guess I do believe that obviously I believe in a higher power, but I also like, I just believe people can break through their own limitations of, of what they think their limitations are, I guess. I don't know. You, you know, we're talking with, we're, we're we're on a little path here, so I thought we might as well carry it on. And we're talking about the lyrical content, and you were saying how you wanted the music to be positive, which I think is mm-hmm. really interesting because, um, you know, back then and still now, there are bands that do it, but mm-hmm. especially back then, there weren't a lot of bands that were doing it. It was, um, there was a select few. But were mm-hmm. you, what was your reason for wanting your music to resonate? in a positive, um, self-motivational sense, what was the reason for you to do that? Was it to leave an imprint, a permanent imprint, that no matter what, your music would always be positive? You know, it it's weird because especially for, like, you know, consequence, you know, or just, or even because you believe, because that's pretty, I mean, there's things in there that are, like, positive and whatnot. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I really... I've always, I've always been, I don't know. I've always been a believer of like, of like change. And I've always been a believer of like, like, like we can do more, I guess, is my attitude for things, you know? And so like, I don't know why, like I, I never set it out to like, be like, I want this to be like a feel good song. I don't know. But I, I want it to be like, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. I guess, I just, I guess like the idea of change and the idea of, you know, um, not it, it was funny because I feel like our band could have taken a, a turn to like being almost like negative in the sense that, you know, uh, Consequence and Illuminators, uh, they're both for me albums as like kind of. Can I swear on this by the way? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like like those albums to me were like kind of like fuck you to everybody that told me like 
this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Or like even like when I started to like really get into the hardcore scene right away, there's a lot of, I, I just started to really see like, cause, and I, and I kind of felt like, man, I just left this elitist thinking in punk rock, man. And now it's in hardcore. And it's like, it's like a whole different thing. So like, I don't know. I just always felt like I, I kind of felt like our songs, even though they're very, even though they, you know, they're positive. I always felt like they were almost like a fuck you to like, you know, leaving the life that like people thought you should live or like doing things the way people think you should do them. And so, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I never, I never, it's weird. I just, and what's funny is like, like now, like, and, I, and maybe, maybe towards the end of my touring, you know, people talk to me and they're like, Oh, he's a pretty positive dude, which is I think the coolest compliment, but I'm like a really negative person. Like naturally, I think for mm-hmm. me, normally mm-hmm. I try, like I, it's a choice. Like I really do try to like, see things positive now. And that's been something I've been working on since because you believe, you know, like I'm very, I see the, the wrong in a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I have like, yeah, I have an issue with like, like my mind always goes dark really quickly. And, but I have to like really tell myself like to try to see like, okay, what's the good side of this. And so obviously I've gotten better at it. Like I've had years to kind of practice that. And so, um, it's so, yeah. So in a way, way it's like, I don't really understand why our music was that positive. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just think, I just think it just worked out that way because I just felt like, you know, I, I just, there's opportunities for change and I guess change is positive And, um, well, I mean, I being, know. being a, as a fellow pessimist, I think it's the word for us kind of people, you know, and mm-hmm. I understand your thought process. Oh, you know, you mentioned in there one thing I think some people don't realise. They think only heavy metal bands are, um, or heavy metal community is very elitist and toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioning in there that the first two releases or two of the releases, Consequence and Illuminator, you were saying there was kind of a middle finger to that kind of hardcore elitism that was going on. What were, mm. you, what were you experiencing that made you want to say, fuck you guys, we'll do what we want to do? What were you being objected to or seeing? I mean, it was just different things. Like, we we always been, like, if you, if you saw the shows we were playing, like, the lineup of the shows we were playing, like, there's obviously a ton of bands that we could have played with, with, like, especially the Consequence of Dreams. Like, we could have been, we could have fit pretty decently with, like, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, there's a lot of bands that in that we could have fit in with, but we didn't get to play with those bands when we were coming up through the scene, right? Like, we were too heavy for like a, the remaining punk bands that we were still kind of playing with, and then we were like not heavy enough for like the hardcore and metalcore bands that we were just like getting thrown on tours or on on shows with, you know. And so it, it was always like this weird like, you know. There's even moments where I was just like, should I even sing, like? Should I even sing? Like, I just feel like right away people write us off when they hear a clean, clean vocal come out. And so that would bug me, you know, because I'm just because in my mind, I'm like, you realize that our 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 breakdowns are like are heavier than that band that just played that that breakdown is like every I've heard every band tonight play that same breakdown, you know, or like like that two step is like like our two step is better than that. I don't know. Like that's like my mentality was just like, dude, like people are judging us just because of like I'm singing, you know, or just because. You know, I'm not screaming the whole time or because I'm not telling people like to punch each other, you know. And so I just I like I always had this weird, especially in the early days of touring, 
we just always felt like the oddball, you know, and eventually we just, it, it, it became something that I loved eventually. Like, you know, we did a tour with the Acacia Strain, Cruel Hand, Fit for an Autopsy, I Declare War, and I think that was it, and us, you know, I mean, there's That's not bonkers. a clean note in there, <laughs> you know, and, um, uh, and, you know, when we got offered the tour, we were like, uh, do they like who sent this? Like who, <laughs> who's, you know, it, uh, we have like, thankfully, uh, Vincent from the case train, like he's been really cool with us. And, and, um, and so, but, but, you know, we, we kind of relish being different, I guess, you know, and, uh, and especially, you know, now there's like, you know, now like a, like a melodic hardcore, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty popular. You know, a lot of, mm. a lot of big, a lot of bands are really taking it. Um, and so, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was just like, especially those early years of touring. I mean, we were, we were playing like our, our, our music would have been fine if we were on the right tours, mm-hmm. but we weren't, we were, we were playing with like heavy ass local bands or heavy, you know, bands from the area. And then, or we were playing with like these like really melodic. Cause the other thing too is like, this is especially that era. Like, um, that was like, you know, that's like Seosin circus survive. That's like a skylit drive. That's like those kind of bands. And like, we could play with them because we sing, but like we're heavier than those bands. You know what I mean? Mm. So people people that were there to see those bands, they see they hear us and it's like, yeah, they sing, but it's like it's too punk or it's like it's too you know what I mean? So like we just we just had like like middle kid syndrome or whatever it's called, or like we just <laughs> never felt like we like fit in. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's also the problem of back then is um those bills really affected bands like you, but now kids um or the younger generations want to go to bills that have the variety on it um it's quite funny how the it, times have changed where yeah. people hated it but now they love it right you know and back and especially like you know in that early what like early 2000s mm. you know you could see uh who, one of the shows i saw and it's kind of my introduction like at least to be like oh, okay that's kind of cool i saw strung out and terror play together yeah nice you nice. know what i mean like yeah I don't know. And so, I don't know. It's just, so like, yeah, I think it, I agree. I think it's, I think it's funny that like now people want those mixed, mixed bills, you know, which they should. Cause mm. it's like, why do you want to hear the same band? Yeah. But uh, like you, know? you also said, it's how you discover bands that you've never heard of. You, you know, you sit there and you might be like, hey, you know, I get into that. Um, so you've come through Illuminator and the kind of what I'd say would be a breakthrough album, you know, and, I use the term in a loose way, but a breakthrough was cycles, I really feel. Mm -hmm. Um, This was, I think, in many ways considered a a fan favourite, a cult classic. I mean, you probably constantly hear people saying, you know, are you going to tour off it again? Are you going to do reunion shows off it again? What was in the water that made that album have such an imprint, not only with fans, but with the industry, with shows, because I think it was around this time you guys got on Warp Tour, these mm-hmm. kind of things. What about cycles? Do you think really hit home? So okay, so so we we did uh, we did Consequence of Dreams, and that was like a big a big boost in the right direction for us. And then we did Illuminator, which I feel served its purpose because it's like it's like a pretty metalcore. Mm-hmm. It's like very it's very. It, Especially even the production, it's like really clean sounding, and uh, 
you know, my stream is clearly lower. Like I'm trying to trying to get my stream lower on that album. And so when we were getting ready to write cycles, I, I remember we like literally in the van and we were talking and we were just like, what do we do well? And let's, let's do that. Right. So we're like, okay, so obviously we like, we do fast. Well, so we're going to be fast. Like let's be like punk rock fast. If we're going to be heavy, let's be hardcore heavy. Like, and so instead of like metalcore or like, cause we're, it was like, it was like one of those things too, where I'm saying this and now our newest stuff, we have like kind of intricate breakdowns, but at the time we are like, let's, we don't need to have like crazy timing in our breakdowns. Like, let's just have it be like, you know, like cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It just like, it doesn't have to be so, uh, complex like, unique and, and that's mm. yeah complicated i guess mm. Mm. you know we're like only like a few people under, even understand what's happening and um and then i just remember uh i just remember telling our guitarist daniel and, th- and there's another thing too so for that album too daniel we basically were like you should write the music for this like we told daniel like like you should write some music for this like you should be the one who comes up with the stuff you have like a lot of cool ideas and so what I did was I just told him like, Hey man, I, I want to write a song about this. I want to write a song. Like I want to have a song about my dad. I have a song about, um, you know, about, uh, being frustrated with people. I have a song about, um, you know, my, my, uh, my, you know, how I, how I'm not a, the biggest fan of like actual, like religion, but you know, and I gave him all these different themes that I was like wanting to write about. And so for Daniel, he told me, he's like, this is so helpful for me, man, because I, I write emotionally. So this is good that I can see where your head's at and I can now I'm gonna now it just makes it easier to write. And like so before that we kind of would have like Dan would write something, kind of bring it to the band, and then everybody would kind of either either work on it, bring or try to bring something to the song, or you know, or we'd wanna like, hey, you know, like this is cool, but let's can we do this earlier in the song or can we like take this part out? You know, it's kind of that kind of kind of feel. When 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 cycles came around, you know, it was kind of like when, what he gave us. Like the songs basically didn't change. Like maybe we maybe it's like let's add another bar, or like all right, we can shorten this section. But as far as like structurally and everything, like the demos he sent are almost they're pretty almost identical to the album we recorded, and it was just like. It just, it just like we knew. The other thing too is like we were at that point too. We were really like comfortable with what we were and what we weren't. You know, like I remember, I remember like kind of in my mind saying like, if I can't hit in recording, if I can't hit this note, like if I if it takes me more than like two or three takes, I'm gonna rewrite it for something I can do. Like I don't need to be like, I don't know. I'm not you know, I'm not Anthony Green. And then in my scream, I don't need to sound like, you know like terror or like, you know, I don't have to be. So I just, and I also tr- took my approach to screaming, just like, I just try to literally try to tell myself, like, what do I do live? Like, how do I scream live? And just, you know, and it, and it is a little different than what I was normally doing in recording, I guess. And so I just feel like that album cycles was just us finally like doing what we are good at. And what was like, like really us, I think like finally, like, like this is us. Like this is what we sound like. Like we do, we like to write melodic riffs over fast parts, and we like to make heavy parts have pretty parts to it too. I don't know. Like whatever our, our style is now. 
And uh, yeah, and so it just, it just, it just like, it came together. Like I remember having so much fun. Like when Dan songs, I was like, dude, this is so like I love this. Like I like writing to this. Whereas in the past, he would send me something, and I'd be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll figure this. I'll figure this out. But I'm like. Ah, this I don't like this section, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of like my attitude. Um, but for cycles, it was just like, it was just yeah. It's, he's like just hit it. Like he just hit everything, everything, everything that I heard. I was like, yes, I I can do something here. I can. I'm happy to write on this. And um, and it's kind of been like that uh, for the last. So for you know, concrete flower, and then even now into the new one. Did it did it feel like that? The cycles kind of put you on a spot um not only on lineups but you know warp tour and these kind of things with people that you kind of felt like you at that point had earned because for me going back i remember that time frame that album made you guys in that genre that started to become a thing really melodic hardcore you guys were really up up here on the on the on the ranking of it did it do that for you guys, or do you think it wasn't until Concrete Flower came out that kind of put you up there? I kind of feel like so there was like a lot of stuff that kind of like early on like we were kind of like oh this is this is kind of different like um, like you know normally when you release something people are excited and then maybe somebody will be like oh your album's cool uh, I wish you would have played so and so song something like that you know mm-hmm. and um, and I remember like our first, we had just released, we had just released cycles and we weren't, we weren't playing cycles. Like, I don't even think he was on, like, on our set list, which it now is like, that's like a staple in our mm-hmm. set now. And, you know, and, but I remember at the time, like, I don't, I don't think it was like on there, but, um, I remember, I remember we were like, we were playing a show in Reno and that was the first time people were like, where, where, you, where is cycles in your set? And we're like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where why <laughs> you know and it's like you know apparently people have daddy issues you know <laughs> like you know and so we were like i don't know where would you like it to be in the set no and so um it was just like people were like starting to like approach us even before the show and just being like hey hope theory like really speaks to me or like hey man not my salvation i, I kind of feel like i hear you're struggling in this i feel it too or um and then like like cycles and hope theory were the big ones that uh, people were really starting to like connect connect with, and uh, and then also I think a big part of that jump, which um, I think also like another thing too, is like I feel like around that time too like we had friends in the scene that were really also pushing us you know, and I think it's because like we started to become like super vocal, like well, I was starting to get vocal on uh, like coming out of Illuminator, like I was starting to like talk about some of the songs more more in depth and whatnot. Um, but like, but cycles and hope theory, like hope theory is what, is what sprung out the whole, like, like there's a, it's a whole thing. But like when my, when my buddy, we lost our friend to suicide and like, like that was right before the album came out. And so my song about, you know, trying to encourage somebody that life will get better. It just took on a whole different thing. I was like, I need, I need people to truly understand that life can get better because, you know, like we lost, I lost somebody because, because, because he was struggling and, and he, no one knew about it, you know? And so, I don't know. I think it's just a couple of things. I think I just became, we became more vocal. I think a lot, I think we had, you know, friends in the, in the music scene that were really 
helping like helping us that were pushing us to kind of like show you know uh you know the the acacia strain um actually i don't know what what maybe that might come later but like you know bands like the acacia strain helped us out a lot you know bands like lionheart helped us out a lot you know we had we had uh, bands that would take that would took us out to put us under the wing kind of thing um and uh you know i guess uh it it was you know and then when when concrete flower so obviously so when concrete flower released you know we didn't really do a full year on that album cuz you know after that we got we got on our accident not too long after the release but um definitely like those last couple tours it was like cuz it it really is that thing where like there, everything has like a delay like when you put out a new album people are like now all of a sudden they like really love your old shit <laughs> you know and so we had like a little bit of that but um, I just think it became, you know, it, it was, uh, it, it was really like cycles really did a lot for us. It really, it really, uh, it really pushed us. And and um, I don't know. I, I guess people just kind of, I don't know, jokingly like an oversimplification is like I feel like it became we we finally that release is like something you can like openly play with your friends, <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially if you're like into like hardcore, like you know, that's something that you could like you know, play and hopefully, you know, your friends could be into it too. I don't know. Uh, that's like kind of half joking, but I feel like that kind of, that really did kind of happen, you know? I think it was also the time where you guys now are seeing that you really gained quite a passionate fan base that maybe you didn't realize because, you know, I'm sure now, you know, I still want to talk a bit about the other stuff before we get into the new stuff, but you're probably now finding people saying, look, I've been into you since this time frame or around cycles. I think you guys without knowing it gained in a way, kind of a cult diehard fan base and might be because of the music might be because of the lyrics or it could just be because of the right time at the right place. But that, mm-hmm. that is when I think you guys kind of really cemented, um, a fan base because now I know people that put up lists of like, you know, they call them like must listen lists of hardcore or melodic hardcore. And there's always a no bragging rights album in there somewhere. Dude, it's awesome. not, it, I'm, I'm not saying you're number one, like, but right. you're, you're in there. You're like, you, Dude, if we, just that we're getting, yeah, we're getting acknowledged. <laughs> That's it's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy, man. And I, some of that could, could also be with the fact that you you guys took such a big time off. I think some bands sometimes maybe overstay their welcome and maybe mm. maybe tire out the listener base and maybe make yeah. listeners not want to listen to them anymore. And I think because of what happened with you guys and you stepped away, maybe it made people yearn for it more and go back mm. and listen to it more. So let's talk about The Concrete Flower, which I think is a, that's my favourite. To be honest, awesome. Um, I love cycles. That that's for me one of my favorites. But something about Concrete Flower, I feel, is just underrated. I think something about that album. That that album fucking hits. Um, Thank you. What happened with that release? Because you mentioned in there, if listeners had their ears picked, peaked, they would have heard what you said. So Concrete Flower comes out. It's on Pure Noise. It looked like it did some business. So what happened with the release and then with why you guys stopped touring and stopped playing shows? Yeah, so, okay. So what's crazy about about the Concrete Flower is, you know, like, 
I'm I'm like extremely proud of that of that album, and it's like it's kind of sucks because it, it's it's kind of almost. It's almost like a forgotten one in the sense that we really didn't tour for it, mm. which is not like us at all. Like we are, we are, we like are on the road all the time. And so, but I think it was just, it was just a couple things. It was, um, you know, around, around the release of that, um, it was like really, it was like one of the first times that like, I remember like our band is very like, we trust, like we have trust in like our team, like our booking agent or manager everyone like we trust them you know they say like hey this is a tour that we got offered i think you should do it like awesome you think you should do it let's do it you know and so i remember around that time we were starting to get offers and we were kind of it was the first time that we were kind of like do we really need to do like another do we really need to do like another east coast run with bands like that like you know what i mean like i don't know it was just kind of like, it was kind of weird like or just like and that never was never the case and it wasn't because we didn't like the bands. It wasn't because of we didn't like the area or anything. It was just like I think it was just because we were liter- we were like genuinely tired, you know. Um, a lot of people forget that Martin, our drummer, quit. Uh, he 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 was he basically was like I can't I can't I, I need to stay back on the tour. I have like bills I got to do, I got to pay. And so he didn't he didn't he didn't do the uh, census fail tour, which was like massive, right? That was a huge tour for us. He didn't play it. He was just like checked out. And then halfway through that tour, he was just like, "Yeah, I'm done." He was like, "I don't, I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's just, it's just too much, burnt out." And I remember thinking, like, "Well, yeah, dude, we're all fucking burnt out, man. Like, I'm burnt out too, <laughs> you know. Like, that's, that's, I, was, I, I, I felt that so hard. And not to mention, um, you know, there's, I don't know, I don't know where. You, I guess you can trace it back to the cycles release. Um, you know, during that, the, during the cycles release, like that whole time. Like I said, that's when I started talking more on stage. That's when it really became more like like I became more of an advocate for mental health and suicide awareness. And so I was talking to people every night. And it wasn't just like, good show, guys. It was like heavy stuff getting brought to me. And like it's a lot. And, and I hadn't gone to school or nothing. I, I don't have any licensing or any kind of training to hear what I heard and then to like I didn't know how to process it. I just had it. And, um, I just, like, I felt, you know, th- I had some people who helped me in the sense that, you know, they were like, Hey, like, cause I wanted to be like, should I tell people like, Hey, I'm not qualified to hear this. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, um, my brother actually gave me really good advice and he's like, dude, you don't have to say anything. He's like, if somebody's talking, you just listen. That's all you have to do. Listen, you can listen, you know, you don't have to tell them anything. You don't need to change their life in whatever way. If they're talking to that, you can listen, you can do that. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I can do that. So. I did that and uh, and I didn't know how to like protect myself really. And so not only were it was and, and I'm speaking for myself personally now, so like we were getting like we were just tired. We were like literally burnt out. Like we were burnt out in runs of the cycle album, like kind of thing. Like we were we didn't have like our longest break was like to record an album, which we were on the other side of the country for. So it's like, yeah, we were on a break, but I'm still sleeping on someone's floor. I'm still eating like shit. Like and then I get to go home for, you know, a week and then we go back out on the road. Like, you know what I mean? So there was no real breaks for us. And, you know, and it's, and it, you know, and that's, that's a, that's like a blessing in itself, right? Like if you're a band, especially a band our size, you know, we're not going to make money from all our like online sales and stuff. Like we make money from playing shows. Like that's how we make money. That's how we survive as a band. And so we had a really good team who kept, they kept us on the road, you know, like this is, 
It's like the best problem to have, right? If you're a touring band. And so, you know, so we're getting burnt out and I'm like, I'm getting to the point now where like, I'm like, I'm getting like anxiety attacks. I'm like, I'm, I'm just carrying a lot. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not sleeping well. Sleep affects my singing. Um, I'm trying to take naps now during the day, which is like weird for me on tour. Um, and so I was kind of in a, I was, I was, I was getting in a really dangerous spot mentally for myself. And, um, and so, and so by the time, you know, census, census failed tour and, um, Martin actually came back cause then we did a European tour. Um, and that, that was like the, that tour was insane. That tour was like, it was, we were opening it basically us and capsize were opening, but that's the tour that was, uh, it was terror, comeback kids, six tree guns. Um, what was the other band? Anyway, it was a, it was a, it was a big European tour festival type thing. And so he came back for that and he was just kind of telling us like, you know, just having that, that month off, you know, it sucked not playing those big shows. He was just like, yeah, it was nice to like, you know, chill and like regroup and stuff. And I remember thinking like, dang dude, like I want, <laughs> I want that. Like <laughs> I want to take a break, you know? And, um, and we just, we just, we did it. And we, we had, we had no no real plans to. I think we like mentioned like, like I think we were gonna probably get like three weeks off at some point and um you know in between tours and it's like that's kind of what we've done in the past anyway. It's not it's not a real break. And so we get into the we get into an accident in in uh, Jan- January or, or I forget what the date. Is. I used to know the date by heart now. Now I don't. But we got in our accident, totaled our van, and that forced us to like. Like, I, well, we can't really tour, you know, we can rent a van or we can get into another payment. And so because of that, that whole thing, it like, it kind of gave us like that out. It kind of gave us like, it kind of like forced us to be like, Hey, like we need to figure this out before we even try to go on the road. So we need to like, we need time off. Like we need, we need to step back. I didn't, I didn't for one second think it turned into like, you know, seven years or whatever, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, cause that was 2000, that was like, uh. That was 2015. Yeah, that was beginning. Of, that was the beginning of 2015. Uh, we 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 ended a run. We did a, a small West Coast kind of thing with Comeback Kid, and then we actually we we were we were supposed to do some festivals in Texas, and we canceled them just because we didn't have we didn't have a van. And uh, I think if we really would if we really would have tried, like we could have like jumped in another friend's you know van and gone down there or maybe flown down. But at that point, like we were just kind of like, like let's let's just not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let's not kill ourselves for this this three day festival in Texas that we have to fl- either fly to or like drive, you know, like ride share basically with other bands. Like let's just like can we just chill? Can we not? Can we not do this? You know? And so we we did it. We took the we took the break, and uh, I think everyone everyone right away like at least for, like for myself like when we when I was just like. Okay, this is gonna at least be like I feel like it's gonna at least be a month or maybe two months. And I remember thinking like that's this kind of cool. Like I actually, I'm I'm okay with this. Like I'm happy to be home, um, you know. And I, I kind of say this. I kind of say this. Uh, I told people when people ask me about. It, I'm like, dude, I had cousins that were like in high school, like like you know going in from junior high to high school, and now they're like grown women mm. that I don't you know, like my baby cousin is graduated from college, like. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't you know, I see him a little bit. I see him sometimes for Christmas and stuff like that. But like, I don't know them that well, you know? So stuff like that was like, it was exciting for me to 
be home and truly get a chance to like connect with people. Um, you know, especially at that time too, the, the, I was working at a coffee shop. I still work at the same coffee shop and I was getting really close with a lot of my coworkers. Um, you know, I, my love, I love my boss. Like he was, he was really, really, uh, he was like kind of a really good mentor for me. Um, but anyway, so it was just, it was just like a, it was just a much, a much needed break. And had we not been in that van accident, I don't think we would have really had it. And if we didn't have it, I would have probably had some like hardcore breakdown at some point mentally, or, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like I would have gone to somewhere pretty dark just cause I was in bad shape. Yeah. You guys were burning the candle at both ends is probably the simplest yeah. way of putting it. And that time off, it just obviously snowballed and snowballed. And in that time you mentioned working at the coffee shop, but you also, you mentioned it earlier, you went back to school. So, Oh yeah. So, I mean, tell the listeners all about that. Like, how did you decide during that time off was something you wanted to do? Yeah. So, okay. So, so around, so during, during like our run with cycles, like, especially when I started talking more about like mental health and suicide and stuff, like I became like obsessed with that. And so I wanted to like, I wanted to know like, you know, it, like what, like what drives someone to do this? What, what goes in it? What are, what are the signs? Like my thing was like, I want to see what it looks like. I want to be able to pick this. I want to be able to point it out and see what it is. It's not how it works, but like I wanted to educate myself. And so like, I remember there was, on, I'd be on tour and I would like, I would look up, uh, like it's Columbia or like there's like different schools and I'd watch like lectures on mental health. I'd watch me- uh, lectures on psychology, just like how the mind works. Um, you know, I was like reading whatever I could, like I find articles on just on, like it'd be on my phone. I would just like, just be reading stuff about mental health, about, uh, you know, um, uh, different, like, you know, bipolar disorder. I, I, I was like, I want to learn and I want to know as much as possible. So then, so then we, we get our, we take our break and <clears throat> I don't know. I, I feel like it, I feel like it was pretty quick. I'm not sure what the exact time frame was. But I just remember thinking, like, we're probably not gonna get on the road for a while. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a psychology class, and so I enrolled at my lo- local college, and I took a psychology class just for me, just for fun. No, no, didn't want to get a degree. Didn't even really care what my grade was. I just want, I just wanted to be in there and learn. I, I, I almost thought about just buying the textbook, the textbook, and just reading it on my own. Like that's where I was at. And um, but I remember I went, and uh, and I was enjoying it, like. Cause I just didn't, I didn't have, my mind wasn't like, I should be writing lyrics. My mind wasn't like, I should have band, band practice should be after, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have that anymore. And so I was able to just be, be present and like learn. And I started to like, um, the next quarter I was like, I want to take sociology. I want to see what like society has to do with like our, our state of being, you know, whatever. Um, and then. While I was taking psychology, I remember I asked to see my tra- my transcripts, and it was just like embarrassing. Like I had all these Fs, and you know, from not showing, you know, leaving class and stuff, and whatever. And so I was just like, I'm gonna try to like fix some of these grades. I'm I have nothing else to do. I work at a coffee shop, and so I started to like, I started just to like take a class I like, and then fix a grade, and like I was just doing that, and it was and it was nice, and it, it was kind of weird because like you know, obviously, I'm I'm like. At the time, I was like what, like I was like, like 30, 31 or something. So my mentality, my my mental toughness is a lot different from when I was like 19 years old, 18 years old. You know what I mean? So like, taking classes, 
was fine. You know, I took the challenge to like try to get better grades. Like I liked that and I started to do that. And then, um, and then, uh, when I started to like, I, I, I remember thinking like, I want to do like psychology. I want to do something. I want to do, I want to like, I don't know, be a therapist or something. So when I started to like really like truly think like, think, like think that way, like I wanted that, then I, like school became even more, I became more focused on it. So then I was like, so then it became like, I actually went to like my advisor and was like, what would I need to do to like graduate or like get a degree in this, you know? And so I, you know, was set on that path to, to do psychology. And then, um, at my coffee shop. Okay. So also I coach baseball too. So that was another, another thing that was rad for me was like, um, it also gave me something else to like really get like almost like obsessed over. And, uh, and so I was coaching, which I, I love, I still love. And, uh, and one, one of my students or one of my kids, uh, moms came into my coffee shop and she's like best friends with, uh, a professor at this university, local university. And she's a, and she's a, 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 a social worker. And so they come in and my friend's mom is like, Hey, you know, how's, how's class going? I was like, Oh, it's going well. And her friend just being like, you know, just, I don't know. Just, she's awesome. Professor Thomas. And, uh, she read She's like, Oh, what are you going to school for? And I was like, Oh, I'm, uh, or what classes are you taking? I was like, Oh, I'm taking like a behavioral science thing, whatever. She's like, Oh, interesting. Why? (laughs) You know? And I was just like, Oh, I, you know, I want to, I want to learn about, uh, I want to learn about, you know, uh, how the brain works and how it affects people's behaviors and whatnot. And she's, and so like, she, she like assess, like did an assessment on me, like super quick. She's like, Oh, interesting. Like why? So why that? Okay. What do you like about that? Blah, blah. And then, um, and then I think my friend, I think, I think the student's mom told her like, Oh, he used to play music and he, he used to talk about suicide on stage. And so she right away was just like, what are you wanting to do with this? Like, why do you want it? Like, why do you want a psychology degree? You know? And I kind of told her and she's like, have you ever thought about social work? I was like, no, even though my mom's a social worker. And so, but my mom works with like children. And so for me, I just never made that connection that like social work is like, it has like other branches that it can, you could go down basically. I didn't know that. And so, um, I just kind of was, I was, uh, I was kind of reluctant at first, but she got, she told me about, um, how there was like a degree I could get and that they do night classes, which, um, I'd never, I didn't know I could do. I was like killing myself at community college trying to go like early while working at a coffee shop, which is also early. And so anyway, so a couple months go by and I finally like, I talk to, I, I go and I check it out and I, I see that it's something I would enjoy and I enroll. Um, it took, I had to like, again, I had to like fix a lot, <laughs> I had to fix a lot of grades so that I could get my GPA to get into cause it's university. And so, um, so I did that. I, I, uh, I, I fixed all the grades I needed to fix and I got accepted into the, into the school and then I got accepted into the social work program and uh, I, I like fell in love with it. Like I, I loved like every class and uh, I graduate in June, you know, hey. hopefully unless I, unless I find a way to fuck it up, which <laughs> you know, I'm praying, I'm praying I don't, but, uh, but no, yeah. So it, I just, yeah, been doing, been doing, uh, I've been doing it. I, I enrolled, I think in 2018 is when I like technically started like, right at the end of 2018. And, um, yeah, it's been, I love it. It's like, like, I feel like without that, there's no way we'd be able to like, like be writing for no bragging rights right now. You know what I mean? Like that's, so I'm super thankful for that. 
I also think it's um, amazing that, you know, without saying the word cycle, but it is, it's the cycle of is gone full circle, you know. Yeah. The, the things you were doing on stage with music has led you into this future career path that you probably never knew existed, probably never mm. thought you would have got into. Um, and it's going to give you a new lease of life, which will then help people have their own new lease of life. And it's also brought you back to music again. It's, it's, it is like, it's epic, man. It's fucking it's, epic. It's, it's crazy, man. And, and, uh, so I'm also doing an internship right now. Like I'm doing counseling and, uh, and it's through my school. Like that's, they kind of like set us up with like interviews and whatnot. And so I had to interview at like two places and like, the first place I interviewed, it's all over Zoom, and it was like in front of like four different people, and they asked me like very like social work questions, and it was super, super intense. Like I don't, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I ended up, I didn't end up going there. But then my next interview, uh, I'm like super nervous, and and the my she's my supervisor now, but she's like, all right, so uh, so Daphne just told me that you have a crazy story. Let's hear it. She's like, let's hear it. And I was like, uh, <laughs> my interview was literally me telling her what I basically would have just been telling you, like my story from like all that to like now. And she was just like, that's awesome. She's like, yeah, you will. Yeah. We'll, you'll hear Come from us. And so, yeah, so now I, so I've been doing counseling, uh, with them. So oh. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I love it, man. Um, now, one of the last things we have to touch on is, without a doubt, you know, we've mentioned it loosely. You know, anyone that pays attention to the no bragging rights social media would have seen it. Um, for a band that kind of, through having to stop touring and doing things to stop burning out, which then extended to a few years, to suddenly have nothing really going on and then can't remember the exact dates, but suddenly it was like, oh, yeah, we're in the studio recording. And <laughs> I remember, you know, you know, I check Facebook every now and then and no bragging rights I'd liked since probably when Facebook began. And it hadn't been uh -huh. popping up in my feed a lot because obviously no activity going on. Right. And as you know, yeah. if nothing's uh -huh. happening, it's not popping up in your feed. And then out of nowhere, it's like, I woke up and it's like no bragging rights posted six hours ago that pictures of the studio and it's like, uh, what, uh, <laughs> what? So what made you guys suddenly go, you know what? Let's get back in the fucking studio. Let's do something again. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it, well, so there's like, I, w I won't, I won't go into too much, but like, so uh, Christian ended up leaving our band. Um, it was, it's just like, there's, there's a lot, a lot of reasons, you know, and he, he, uh, he, he put a lot into our band. Like he was, he literally had his name on a bunch of things. So like he was on the hook for a bunch of stuff. So his, his experience in MBR is very different from mine. And I like thank him for that, but it was also like, I think I had a detriment to him, <laughs> like, you know? And so for him, he was kind of like, uh, he was, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, unless, unless we come back like full time and we're going to be MBR, he, he kind of didn't see a point in it, which I understand. But, um, and so, and so, uh, you know, so, so then, so it's, uh, so then Daniel, uh, Ryan, Martin and myself, 
So we we kind of been talking and and uh, and we always we always have like, even since the beginning we've always been like we want to write right like we want at least like like I, I was like I have more to say I just don't feel like touring <laughs> you know or like or even like right now I can't tour you know unless it's like on my spring break or something stupid you know and, uh, and the other the other guys have stuff going on like Daniel Daniel works like crazy Martin's you know everyone's working and so. So, so, and so it makes sense that Christian, you know, is like, I'm about then because this isn't going to be, you know, it's not going to be full time and it's, and it's, and it's still really not. But, um, but then, um, man, I don't even know how it even came about, but somehow, somehow we started talking with our buddy, our buddy, uh, Tron or his name is Anthony. We call him Tron. And he, he, uh, he played, he played in the band to the wind Mm. and he was also, yeah, he was also in the band Trove. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't even know how he, I don't even know how it started, but basically, I don't know if I, I really I don't know how it started. I don't know if he just hit up if him and Daniel just started talking. And so basically, and I didn't know this until like we got to the studio, but like, um, like Tron is very like he he's gonna he's gonna record bands, like he's gonna produce bands eventually. Like he's already kind of started to do that, but I didn't know that was like his thing. Like I didn't I didn't even know he had recording equipment you know what i mean and so when uh he was he was talking about like dude i think you guys should do something i'd really like to help you guys um you know i know daniel has music he's been sitting on um like it just seems like it'd be a good time even though it seems like the worst time it kind of seems like it's a good time for you guys you know and so i don't yes then i don't even know how it came about but but daniel so daniel and tron they both live they live about two hours from each other uh, Tron lives in, in Tacoma, Washington. Daniel lives in Portland, Oregon, and so, um, which is like, for, like we're at, that's north northern United States, and we're we're southern, and so they just, uh, yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna write, like you guys, like like you guys need to write, you know, and um, and we and we'd even talked about having having him uh, fill in for us at some point, um, and so. Um, so then when, when we like asked him to like if he wanted to to take Christian's spot or just come in, uh, like he was like, Yeah, dude, like totally down, totally down. And and we, and uh also some of the stuff he's written, like, is really in line with what we with the MBR sound anyway. So it's like it's like uh so it, it just it just seemed like it made like it was a good fit. Like if him and Dan Dan were to write together, I think like we like we we're like, oh, you know, this could work. They could bounce ideas off each other. And, um, and then I don't do like, honestly, I, so we like talks of like us writing have come up throughout our time off, but it's been talks. We, we even had Daniel even sent us a song. It's like the, it's such a, for us, it's like a heavy song. There's nothing melodic about it. It's a heavy ass song, but I was just like, I don't care. Like I'll, you know, I haven't had anything in I don't know how many years. So I'll write to it. I wrote to it. I recorded it. We didn't release it just cause it was so like. It's so like not, it's so like not NBR, you know, the song lyrically, lyrically, I love it. I think it's a great song, but, um, so we've had like small attempts to write. And so, I don't know. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, that's cool. You guys are going to write. And I'm thinking like, we're going to, you know, maybe in the spring, maybe in the summer. And then one night we get this demo. Like, it's just like, a, I don't like, I think I'm pretty sure it was like super late at night. And it's, it's the first song, you know, that, that they sent to us drums bass guitars everything it was like a, it was a it was a song i was like 
this you guys this is what you guys you guys just wrote this you know like and i i was so we were all excited you know because you know so daniel daniel's into all kinds of stuff daniel daniel has a has another band and it's more like it's more like rock more like rock mm. and roll kind of stuff mm. so i don't know in the back of my mind i thought if we ever to if we were to write again it's either going to be this crazy beat down gnarly shit that daniel just sent me or it could be like something super like rock and roll you know what i mean and so to get to get what he sent us like i know you can't hear it and i don't know what, but like it is it's like it's like mbr 2.0 it's like it's in my it, it's the best shit we've written like and that was song one and i just remember being like Dude, if this is what you guys are doing, like lock yourselves up there and like keep writing. Like if this is what you guys are turning out, and um, and so that first, yeah, so that first song, yeah, that first song, uh, it's 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 still probably one of my favorite songs right now, like on our on the EP, and um, and yeah, dude. So like, so everyone's super busy. So they would basically, when did they start? I feel like they started maybe in October. I think they started in I feel like they started in October because this is okay. So they so they they sent a song. We're like excited about it. And so I'm like, oh, like this is real. Like this is like we're writing. I don't know, I don't know what we're writing for. Is it an album? Is it a is it a single? Is it you know, I don't know, but it's like it's happening. So I haven't like on my end, I'm in I'm in a I'm in a punk band with some buddies and it's all singing, which is awesome. I don't scream. I haven't screamed like that, like in years, you know? And so I like, I, I want to say that like, so my, my birthday is in the beginning of October. Uh, I bought myself a, uh, I bought myself a, uh, <laughs> a stationary bike so I could exercise on just to get myself in shape so that, cause like for me, like I need, I need to be in shape to be able to sing and scream and all that stuff. So, uh, I started to like get on that thing and I started to run too. I started to get myself in shape. Cause I was like, dude, if we're like, I don't know, I don't know when we're doing anything. I don't know when we're going to record. This could be in the summer, but I, I just, I want to be ready, I guess. And that's how I treated it. So they would get together like, only, like every other weekend they would get together and they, it would be like, it wasn't quite like a song a weekend, but sometimes it would be like a song that'd be half finished. And then they get together, they finish that song. And then the next time it'd be like two songs. And then, you know, then they wouldn't be together for like three weeks. So it was just like, we were getting like a song every couple weeks and you know, and we had to really like step back and be like, are, are these songs cool? Cause like, we haven't heard like that. We're just, we're just excited. Cause it's our first time hearing like potentially no bragging rights songs for the first time in how many years. And, um, and like, you know, like we, I, I think they're, I think they're really good. Like <laughs> musically, I was like, I was such a fan of just the songs. Like so I always have like pressure on myself, right? Because like you know, I think Daniel writes really cool stuff. So like, it's always been a pressure to like, oh, I want this to sound good. I want my lyrics to like match what this is. And um, and I had sent I had sent them like, again, ideas, themes that I want to write on. And then, but we actually did something a little bit different, which was fun for me. And basically, they would they would uh, like, it sounded like they were having like their own like therapy sessions in the sense like. You know, they're, they're, I guess I wish I could have been there, man. But I guess uh, like Tron, he is such a sweet, he's such a sweet dude, and he's so smart. Like he's very, he's very, um, 
he's very aware. He's uh, he's a people's person. Like, um, I think he'd be like a great like social worker or even like therapist. Like, he's just he, he's awesome. And so I guess he'd kind of pull stuff out of Daniel. Like, hey, what are you feeling? Hey, like, what are you? You know, and and then they would write. And so they would they would write something and they would send it, and they'd give it some like uh, angry, frustrated something or something like that. That'd be like the title, or like. Uh, breaking point would be a title or something like that. And so that's what I have really, that's all I have to go, go off of. And so I'd hear the song and then I would tell them, Hey, when I hear the song, I think this, and then they'd be like, yes, that's exactly what we were. That's what we were feeling too. Anyway. So, um, it was so much fun. It was hard. Cause like, I'm, I'm very out of practice, but it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, like writing over, like writing, writing to these songs and the um like like lyric content like i'm still kind of curious to see what everyone thinks because this is a very like the subject matter is like pretty intense on some of the songs you know like we've always kind of had that like some of our songs are kind of uncomfortable in the sense that like i just feel like um my buddy had he said that honesty is honesty is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i was like that's cool i like that so I feel like there's a lot of very uncomfortable moments in these songs, but, um, like, I, I think I can share this if I don't, then whatever. But, uh, like one of the songs is about the stages of grief, five stages of grief. Um, I have another song that has to do with like, uh, intimate partner abuse, basically like, um, kind of, kind of in that, but, um, but also just the idea of like feeling stuck somewhere. Uh, whether whatever it is feeling stuck but then like being able to like you know get past it or like get yourself out of it kind of thing um you know things things we kind of touched on before um what's the other one um we have one that is like straight up a social work uh theory and term that like how i like will if i do like when i practice it's kind of how i do things anyway it's like the strengths perspective it's basically focusing on the strength of someone rather than like you know whatever they deem as weaknesses. So a song about that. Um, we have a song about addiction, which I don't think like we have we have cycles, which is more about alcoholism and abuse. But I don't think we really have too many like we don't really have a song that's like addiction. And this one, this one is that. Uh, we have another one about like basically like regret, like uh, like not. Like being so close to something and just not doing it. Um, and then what's the last one? I feel like I'm forgetting one. Oh, and then the, this is this one was like rough to even write, but it's basically like, basically like, we don't know the weight somebody carries, especially if they like are married or they have a, they have a child or they're close to their family. That weight when they know like I'm going to end my life. Mm. like we don't we don't understand that weight like we don't know what that's like you know people assume like oh how selfish or how this and that you don't know that like especially um you know this is a a huge huge inspiration of the song which is gonna be rough because it's like it's about one of our friends and um this one like oh this like still this one still like it gets me but it's like one of my buddies um hit me up and he and we would talk like and he would tell me like I'm going to kill myself and I don't want to leave my daughter. Like that was the conversation, mm. you know? Mm. And so like, it's, it's like, 
Yeah. So like, I, so, um, and when we would talk, like he was telling me like, uh, his medication wasn't working and that he didn't want to like, like, you know, the answer for him, he's like, the answer isn't to take more cause I'm just, it's going to take my humanity. Like, you know, I want to still be who I am. And, and so I was like trying to I, like my, my, how I was trying to help him was I was trying to like find a, find ways of like to do things like, uh, holistically, like things that he could do along with that. So I was recommending things he should, he could like eat while he does, you know, whatever he's taking, you know, exercise and, you know, things like that. And so anyway, so yeah, so the song is just that, man. Cause he, he, uh, he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go mm. like he didn't want to, you know, but he just, it was just, that's how hard his depression was. And that's how, how, you know, like he, he even, and he had, he'd had, uh, he had had, he had had attempts before. And even after them, he was just like, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy that, that I'm here, but like, what if I'm not next time, you know? And, and it was just like, like, that's been one of the hardest ones for me, man, as far as like, you know, cause he, he had, he has a little girl, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I basically just the, the whole song, that song is just basically the idea of like, you know, uh, we don't understand what can make somebody like leave that way, basically. And kind of trying to, I don't, I don't, I don't answer the question, but it's just like more of like, just, it's just the question, right? Like why, why would somebody do that? You know, what, what, what kind of weight do they carry? So, yeah. So it's like, so when I talk about uncomfortable songs, I think, I think that'll be an uncomfortable one, but, um, yes, but it's uncomfortable, yeah. but it needs to be heard. Um, and this, you know, it needs to be, be said because if, if you don't say it, who's going to say it? So it's right. important. Um, I think listeners will be excited just to, you know, hear these songs uh, alongside the music that is going to be played. Um, you know, personally, I'm a bit disappointed it's only an EP. I would have, being selfishly, would have liked an album. Uh, but mm. at least it's something. Um, I know you guys announced that it's on its way to being mixed and mastered. So that mm-hmm. that is exciting. Um, that means that we're hopefully not too far away from hearing it. Um, look, I'm going to be absorbing it like it's uh, oxygen. Um, I can't wait for it, man. Um, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, ex- uh, yeah, I'm excited to have it out. And, and if I think if it's any, because I feel like I feel like we're going to get that a lot as far as like why an EP? <laughs> you know, like you've you've been out this long. You know, why not write an album? But I think uh, I think just with with the way things went. Like I'm very, I'm very confident that we can, we can get an album out like in a reasonable time after this release, just because our process of writing is, it's, uh, it's been like, what, like, like I said, what Daniel and Tron did musically, it's like, I'm so, I'm like, I'm so excited. Like I literally, I literally, like I have these songs like without my vocals on them. And I'll still jam them. Like I love mm. just the way they they flow. Like, yeah. So. Well, I prefer I prefer yeah. that you guys have decided to go an EP because it also means that you know these songs are good instead of an album with these songs in and then some filling filler songs. Right. Um, means it's going to be a banger. So I I can't wait, man. I can't Thank you, bloody man. wait. Now. Thank you. We're gonna uh, wrap up our epic epic chat <laughs> with a segment that everyone gets. Okay. Cool. It's called Pick Your Poison. Now, what it okay. is, is basically I give you a choice of two options. Now, yeah. In these two options, 
you pick your favourite of the two. Don't need to justify your answer, but if you're worried that your answer is going to get a bit of questions around it, you can justify your answer. Okay. Uh-huh. Some are going to be easy, some are going to be hard. Now, cool. would you rather a pizza or a burger? Pizza. He's quick on the trigger here. Um, mm. Ribs or brisket? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, brisket. Okay. Chicken or beef? I feel like you're judging me. <laughs> <laughs> Every, see, this is the funniest thing. Everyone, everyone thinks I do. I'm not. I'm just really intrigued because, you know, it's interesting to see how you answer them. And where your thought process goes, because I can see that one was a challenge. So that means that could have gone either way for you right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Okay. Chinese takeaway or Indian takeaway? Chinese. Soft taco or crunchy taco? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So... Soft in the sense of like street taco. Mm-hmm, Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Smooth peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Oh, dude, this is hard because I I don't know if you like I don't think anyone cares. I love peanut butter, mm-hmm. so like I will. I'll do uh, I'll do crunchy. Okay. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee all day. Okay. I work at a coffee shop, so. Uh, beer or whiskey? Uh, well, I can't really do beer anymore because I feel like it'll just like sit right here. <laughs> um, I'll do, I'll do, uh, have you heard of a hot toddy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'll nice. do those. Those are nice. They're warm, honey, good for the throat. Um, would you rather cook at home or have a meal out? Well, I can't cook, but if somebody is willing to cook for me, <laughs> then I'll I'll take that all day long. But uh, I if it's I mean if it's up to me, then I have to go out. So, a uh, new movie is coming out. Are you gonna go to the cinema or wait to watch it on the couch at home? Dude, I want to go to the cinema, man. I like yeah. movie. Okay, so during this whole pandemic, my only like first world complaints are uh, I can't go to all you can eat sushi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can't go to the movies. Yes. Those have been so hard for me, dude. I'm such like I love I love movies, I love movies so much, and I love going to them. Spend the day at the beach or spend the day at the snow. Uh, the snow. I'm not much of a beach person. Uh, cat or dog? Uh, dog all the way. I have a I have a Shih Tzu. Hey. Okay. Now, Terminator franchise or Predator franchise? Oh, dude. It should be easy. It should be Terminator for me, but at the same time, it's like the last like two Terminator anything's have been kind of. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't liked them. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Terminator just because the Terminator one and Terminator two are like Predators rather. <laughs> what about Rambo or Rocky? Um, uh, I I probably go with uh, Rocky. Just for the we story. use one of the clips. Yes. Um, James Bond or Jason Bourne. Oh, good question. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jason Bourne. Okay, nice. What, what about this, Jason Bourne or John Wick? Oh, it's got to be Wick. Yeah, right. It's gotta Dude, be. I think John John Wick is like, he's it. 
It's is and, it? And it's because it's Keanu. If it was anyone yeah. else, I don't know. Something about Keanu. Um, yeah. Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones? Man, this is hard too because so so Lord of the Rings I love first movie to the third. Game of Thrones I was obsessed with. Like mm-hmm. I like I, all you like I still even think seasons uh, like three and a half to like four to like five ish. I think that's like some of the best writing, best TV movie like period. I think that whole I, I love that show. The the final season it almost makes it unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Like. I do. I can do. I can do. I don't know how long we've been on. I can do a whole podcast on why I don't like season eight. <laughs> um, man, so that should have been a slam dunk for me as far as Game of Thrones. Like that should be Game of Thrones should be like I should have like a Game of Thrones tattoo on my chest. And but because of how bad season eight was, I'm gonna go Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Okay. Uh, South Park or Simpsons? Uh, I said I, I watch more of South Park. Okay. Um, Anchorman or Step Brothers? <laughs> See, that's hard. That's, that's <laughs> hard because I, I love, I love, I love Step Brothers. But Anchorman is like what started it all, I think. Right? Yeah. As far as like much. that whole that whole crew, mm-hmm. you know, like. Ah, oh, dude. Like I try to like I when I whenever you ask me these questions, I always think. Uh, if you pick one, the other one will never exist. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, that's what makes it hard for me. Because I feel like there's so much... I feel like I quote... Now I quote Step Brothers way more than I quote Anchorman. But I feel like Anchorman is, like, it's too... Like, that's that's too much of, like, that started everything, I feel like, for that whole crew. I'll go Anchorman. Okay. Um, some music ones. Mm-hmm. Terra or Madball? Oh, man. I'm going to say Terror. Mm-hmm. Say Terra, yeah. Uh, agnostic Front or Sick of It All? Oh, dude, these are good, man. <laughs> That's actually really good. You know, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sick of It All only because like they were one of my first like like hardcore bands that I like I felt comfortable like saying like I found the like because if they're uh, Fat Records, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was like. I don't know. I think it's just because like they're a Fat Records band, so it was like okay for me to like a hardcore band. <laughs> it's true. Um, what about Pennywise or No Effects? Oh man, No Effects. I'm a No Effects apologist. Just, <laughs> just put it out there. Um, Offspring or Green Day? Green Day. I yeah. love Offspring, but Green Day. Um, Metallica or Megadeth? Uh, Metallica. Okay. Um, last few. Now, you're playing a show. Let's think back. You're playing a show. Do you prefer stage dives happening or mic grabs happening while you're playing your show? I think mic grabs, right? Because that tells me that they're more about they're more about the song rather than like stage dive Jumping. is just about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's also a moment for you to have a breather, so you can, you know, handle Dude, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I don't, I'll openly say that. Like, yeah, I'll openly like. It's partially I'll just like, I'll like, I'm like, please, somebody, please, someone do the mic. Like, oh, I'm so, I'm so okay with people singing or especially screaming. I'm weird about singing parts. Like, I've had people ask me like, hey, can I do this part? I'm like, 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, there's also like a cool screaming know, breakdown part. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I like. I like when people definitely give me breaks. What about you going to a show to watch it personally? Do you watch it from the pit or do you watch it from the sound desk? Um, I'll from the back. Yeah. From wherever, wherever, wherever is the less people sweating on me, wherever is like the less likely spot to get hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last time that I that I was even like, I just I like I blacked out just because I was just like I didn't I was just so in it was uh I went to see recently or I guess it's been like a year now uh, when Half Heart came back. Hmm. Yes. So I was I was at I was at one of those and uh, I was trying to get as close as I could. So yeah, the, the footage of those looked insane. Um, okay, we've got two left. Now this one, one has to exist for the other one to exist. But let's imagine that they're independent things and you have mm-hmm. to pick one over the other. And let's go back. Let's say this is back ten years ago. Okay, would you rather tour for yeah. the rest of your life? Or record music for the rest of your life. So we got to go back a bit to when both were a thing that you would do. Um, right. Which would you pick to do forever? So, so okay, so I would. I mean, that's hard because I'd say I'd say tour for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But like, um, because I, I, I genuinely, I'm not the biggest fan of recording. Just because I always walk away thinking I'm the worst singer on the planet. Ugh. Like I always, yeah. I always, I always walk away thinking like I have, I shouldn't be, I have, I shouldn't be around instruments or music. Cause like I have, I have the worst timing, dude. Like the worst timing. Like, I, I don't know. Did you see the video? It's like one of the first videos that we put out and it's, it's like a, I'm screaming a line and Martin's yeah. doing this. Yeah. He's doing that for me. Like that's, I'm, I'm, I'm matching the hits like I'm because I literally have no idea what I'm doing like he was directing me like that's what he was doing and there were so many times at every recording and this one too where like uh, the studio we were at like yeah, it was really cool it was really they had like you know the nice you know window in front of me I could see everyone in the, inside and I was in the other recording the recording but I could see them and like they would be doing like it's like I'm a fucking child dude they're like <laughs> like they're, they're like doing like you know what I mean like anything or they're like there you know like my, my, my time yeah my timing it, I'm like I'm like it's embarrassing dude I'm like really I'm really bad when it comes to timing so so recording for me is like it's like super stressful mm. like obviously I enjoy it because it's like we're doing we're like you know hearing the music come alive and all that stuff and I know what it means but like I'm so it's like it's almost like not fun for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just at that point where like, when I walk away, I'm like, Hey, that was, you know, we did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though I feel like this big, you know, but yeah. Now, last one is a triple one. Okay. I'm going to give you your all time favorite album and the method I give it to you or platform I give it to you on is the only way you can listen to it for the rest of your life. So would you like your all-time favorite album on CD, vinyl, or on your phone? I wish I could say vinyl, but I don't even own a freaking record player. Um, I guess uh, you, you said the last option was just on my phone, so I could just like have it through my headphones kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll probably just do that. 
<laughs> it's just like, easier. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I loved with all my heart. I loved my, uh, my CD Walkman. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I loved it, man. Even when it skipped, I still, you know, I still <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, oh, it'll play like two songs out of this album, but I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I remember paying extra, um, for an anti-skip and you had to, yeah. press, you had to press the button but anti-skip never actually worked. Like if you held it and then slightly tipped it upside down, it would just skip. And I was like, well, I've paid yeah. extra for something that skips anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, now, Mike, first thing i got to say is um, I really appreciate and value the time you gave, um, the energy, um, the conversation. Uh, as a fan, and I don't use that word lightly, but a, a fan of the band, um, it's, it's meant a lot, but it also means a lot because your story, um, the listeners are going to love. Um, so I send out a lot of love, a lot of appreciation and a lot of respect for you, um, and what you do and for you giving me amazing time on this show. Oh man. Thank you. I, I, dude, I, I genuinely enjoyed this, man. Well, better love you and leave you. Thank you again. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll stay in touch and, uh, yeah, a lot of love from Australia, brother. Dude. Thank you, man. Have a great week, brother. I'll speak to you soon. Awesome, man. I'll talk to you soon.
So that was my chat with Mike of No Bragging Rights. And at the end there, you heard the band's track Cycles. The second track was called Fight For My Life. Both of those are off their album Cycles. The third and fourth tracks were titled Bottoms Up and Damage Recover. Both of those are from the band's album The Concrete Flower. Now's the part of the show where I spark that thing inside you to support the band that's been on the show. So if you enjoyed the conversation or you enjoyed the music at the end there, now's your chance. Jump online, download it, stream it, consume the fuck out of this discography. If you're into physical copies, get on there, find a CD, find a vinyl. And lastly, if you're into merch, make sure you get yourself a hoodie, a shirt or some shorts. I've got to take this moment to thank Mike again. Thank you so very, very, very much, dude, for taking time out for me and the Mosh Zone. Much love, much respect, much appreciated. I'm staying in touch. We're doing a part two very fucking soon. And that's it. That's the Mosh Zone episode 151, done, dusted, all wrapped up, locked away for this week. Guys, if you're a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope you come back over future weeks on future episodes. If you're a regular listener, thank you as always for tuning in and hope you come back in future weeks. This time of the show is when I remind you that we need your help to get out to more listeners. So if you've got a few moments this week and you enjoyed this episode, share it on your social medias. Also, tell everyone you know about the Mosh Zone. Help us out. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. Also, at this time of the show, I need to remind you that if you want to find Mosh News and Mosh Reviews, we have it all on our website and social medias. Our website is www.themoshzone.com. Our social medias are all at The Mosh Zone, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget... You can also get in touch through our email address, which is themoshzone at gmail.com. Get in touch, guys. Help us grow this Mosh Zone community. There's not much else to talk about. That is all of my rambling done. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Stay safe. Open the pitch.